Welcome to the All Arts Radio Hour, a weekly array of arts programming with an eclectic mix of pop, contemporary, and classical music, along with interviews, poetry, dramatic performance, and more. didn't exist and do it over again you know one of those times when nothing goes right you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and the sun's too bright and the birds are too loud and everybody's smiling way too much 24 little hours sure don't seem that long but on a day like this it goes on and on and on here I am Wishing it was over, but it's only just beginning day. Ah, oh, great, that's just great. And here I go on a quest to find the humor in the giving all I got, and knowing nothing's gonna go my way. Oh, what can I say? Might as well face it's gonna be one of those days. Well, I should have known after so many days in a row of everything going my way That would have to shift, you gotta expect it And no matter how hard your little heart tries Sometimes the stars just don't align and you're all out of sync Yeah, that really stinks You know it's coming, but you can't prepare you never see it till it's already there Here I am, smack dab in the middle of a wishing it was over But it's only just beginning day Oh great, that's just great And here I go, on a quest to find the humor in the giving All I got and knowing nothing's gonna go my way Oh what can I say, might as well face gonna be one of those days woke up late spilled my coffee took an hour just to find my car keys a load of hot ink laundry all because of one red sock oh got a parking ticket dang meter i just missed it it's almost funny but it's not a little funny here i am Smack dab in the middle of a wishing it was over, but it's only just beginning day. Ah, oh, great, that's just great. And here I go on a quest to find the humor in the giving all I got, knowing nothing's gonna go my way. Oh, what can I say? I might as well face it's gonna be one of those days. Gonna be one of those. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. Welcome to Songwriters Under the Covers with me. I'm Victoria Shaw. I'm your bus driver tonight. <laughs> and I, uh, for those of you who have never been to these shows, uh, raise your hand if you haven't been to these shows. Where have you been? We're so good. You've missed it out. But I'm so glad you're here tonight. Um, this is the show where I invite my very talented, incredible hit songwriter friends who sing their hits, sing some new songs, tell the stories behind it. Um, we don't really rehearse, we don't exactly know what each other's gonna sing along with or be part of, but you guys don't want ultra rehearsal. That's too slick. You wanna see everything with the warts and all. And let me tell you, you will see that tonight. Um, so let me just introduce my friends. Uh, to my right is actually one of the first people I ever met when I when I started going down that's to Nashville. Right. He's I don't want to say one of my oldest friends because that sounds bad. No, you can. Okay, it's one right, of my yeah. oldest friends. Um, he besides being a Grammy-winning songwriter, he is an author. He's a composer. He's a playwright. He he's an artist in his own right. He's so talented. He's had songs recorded in gospel and pop and country and R&B and songs by Tim McGraw and. Uh, Dixie Chicks and Sarah Evans and one of my favorite, Alabama, one of my favorite songs. Um, you're in for a real treat. Please give a warm welcome to Mr. Marcus Hummin. Thank you all. And to my left, part of the Songwriters Hall of Fame. This is the real deal. Uh, seven number one songs recorded by... Um, Elton John and Bonnie Raitt and Bette Midler and Neil Diamond and Faith Hill and Willie Nelson, on and on and on. She is just a precious, incredible, amazing writer, Miss Beth Nielsen Thank Chapman. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you. And I'm gonna give it to you. It's your turn right now, too. I thought we were starting with Marcus. We are starting with Marcus. That's what I thought. That was the only thing we rehearsed. And welcome to songwriting, folks. This is why I don't like rehearsals, because I don't remember it anyway. <laughs> start with you, Marcus. This is, you know, what we're here to talk about is this wonderful art form. And it's really interesting because it's kind of an anonymous art form. You know, there are, um, you think of people like uh, Frank Sinatra or Elvis Presley, and, you know, they didn't write any of their music. Sinatra recorded over 2,000 songs, didn't write any of it. And we don't really know who those songwriters are oftentimes. And that's actually one of the things that's really beautiful about songwriting. It was back in the 90s, and suddenly the, the Dixie Chicks, uh, I, I'd written with them once, but the second time we wrote, they'd sold like millions and millions of records, so I, I had to drive out of town and, uh, to a gated community, and you know, there, were arm, there were armed guards at the door. And so, uh, but anyway, yeah, she said, we have to write a song for my sister's wedding, and I was like, we are going to do that. <laughs> and so we did, and we did it in, uh, and, I, and I actually, one of the only cassettes, remember what a cassette is? Yeah. So I still have a, this, I know this to be a fact because I have a cassette. I actually pushed the cassette and we wrote the song and I had started a little poem, a couple of lines, and she had this beautiful thing on mandolin and it just went like, it was like we were talking back and forth and it was done. So this is a song I wrote with Marty McGuire of the Dixie Chicks for the album Fly. I want to touch the earth I want to break it in my hands I want to grow something wild and unruly I want to sleep on the hard ground In the comfort of your arms On a pillow of blue bonnets Like it made of stars Oh, it sounds good 
cowboy take me away Fly this girl as high as you can into the wild blue Set me free, oh, I pray Closer to heaven above and closer to Closer to you I want to walk and not run Skip and not fall I want to look at the horizon And not see me Standing tall I want to be the only one For miles And miles Except for me smile oh it sounds good to me yes it sounds so good to me she said cowboy take me away fly this girl as high as you can into a wild blue I want to touch the earth I want to break it in my hands I want to grow something wild and unruly Thank you. Marcus Hellman. Thank you. Love that song. So, um, all of us up here have been fortunate to have some mailbox hits, you know, where the money comes in the mailbox. And um, I'm going to play you a song that's a heart box hit, meaning I've had more letters and emails about this song than anything I've ever written. So this song came through me very, very quickly, and, and the story behind it is pretty um, amazing to me. My, my husband of 16 years that helped me move to Nashville, and we had a beautiful young boy, about 11 or 12 years old at the time. Uh, my husband, Ernest, died of cancer in 1994. And I remember um, getting a sense of just feeling like I'm not going to be able to, I don't see how I'm going to be able to do this as a single mom. So evidently, my husband, who was really close friends with Rodney Crowell, um, had a little chat with him a few weeks before he passed. And he basically said, Rodney, she's going to think she can't do this as a single mom. She's going to put her guitar in the closet, so I need you to call her in after about a month. Just give her a month. And um, she so respects you, and she would love to write a song with you, that when you call, just say, I'm coming over at 2 o'clock or whatever to write a song with you today. Don't give her any advance warning. And I promise you, her ego will outweigh her grief. <laughs> I hate to say that it worked perfectly. <laughs> so I wrote this song in about 10 minutes before he got to my house, because of course you want to be prepared when Rodney Crowell's coming over to write. And I thought the song was not anywhere near finished. I thought it was too personal and too sad and not right. And it had this whole weird line about so stone and water. It made no sense at all to me. 
So he comes in, and I say, I got this thing started. And I, I apologized profusely for how unfinished it was, and I played it for him, and he just looked at me, and he went, wow, you're a grieving widow woman, and you don't even know what you just wrote. And uh, he said, you're not going to change a word of that. And that song is going to go out in the world for years and years, and it's going to find whoever needs to hear it. Because the medicine of that song came through you, and you're done. It's none of your business what happens with it after. You let it go, and don't you change a word. So 20 years ago, that's when this song was written, and it's still going. <laughs> so this is my favorite song, uh, uh, Heartbox song. And I want to call up a dear friend of mine who's one of the greatest musicians I've ever had a, the joy to work with, um, who happens to live here in New York City. John Ragusa is going to come up and play the most beautiful sound I've ever heard to intro this song. And he's also going to play a little flute and sing on this, too. John Ragusa, come on up come here. Come on up, John. We've got a treat for you. Oh, wow. Look at that. To me, this vibrates right through the heart. That's a conch? That's a conch shell. A conch. Come. 
Thank you so much. What's the name of the album that, is, that, that came out on? Uh, it's on the album called Sand and Water. I okay. Think. Yeah, I think that's the album. <laughs> well, all I remember is I wore the heck out Something of that listening. album. I wore it out the Sledgehammer song before Miley Cyrus's Sledgehammer. <laughs> right? You had that song? Wasn't that yours? No, that was yes, not. Yes, yes. The sledgehammer. Something about here comes the wrecking ball. Oh yeah, the wrecking ball. Heads up for the wrecking, wrecking ball. ball yeah. yeah, that's on there. So we have any uh, Garth Brooks fans here? Woo! He's not here either. <laughs> but I wrote this next song with Garth, and um, I'm, I'm don't exactly know when and how it came about. I remember uh, standing on 16th Avenue having this conversation with him, and during the conversation, he said something similar to the gist of this song, to the title of the song. And uh, something about he, something he never had. And anyway, I just remember stopping and going, uh, "We have to write that song at some point. Go back to your conversation, but we have to write that song." So we did, um, and it ended up on his uh, Fresh Horses album. And um, it goes like this: I can't change the lyrics to suit my gender. I would have to change everything about the song. So I'm just going to sing it as a man, a good-looking man, good-looking man. <laughs> Actually, I don't have to sing it as a man. I could just sing it as a and as a woman, sing as a it woman. As a man. That's right. <laughs> I'm just going to sing it. There you go.
She's sun and rain, fire and ice A little crazy but it's nice And when she gets mad You best leave her alone Cause she'll rage just like a river Then she'll beg you to forgive her Oh, she's every woman Every town along the way Oh, she's every place That I've never been She's making love on rainy nights And she's a stroll through Christmas lights And she's everything I want to do again And it needs no so unpredictable oh but even at her worst she ain't so bad she's as real as real can be then she's every fantasy oh she's every woman that I ever had then she's every woman that I much thank you thank you I finally took my kids to see Garth uh, last summer uh, or two summers ago at Yankee Stadium they, Did you really? yes and they you know they were too young to see him in concert because he had retired for so long so I got him to Yankee Stadium and there's like what 45,000 people screaming and they walked in they were like oh my gosh he's really really famous isn't he mom I'm like yeah your mom's kind of cool I was cool for about a minute and a half but it worked 
people ask me sometimes, hey, what was it like uh, writing and doing you know, country music in the 90s? I said, well, here's what it was like. One guy outsold Elvis in seven years. <laughs> and that's what it You're was welcome. like. You're welcome. And then Elvis, Elvis kept going. But anyway. So, uh, again, something about the kind of the world of uh, Nashville songwriting, which is really where I kind of come from, as it turns out. I didn't grow up in Nashville, um, but I've lived there now over 30 years. Is that is the degree to which we all are, it's like, um, you know, it's a competitive business, but it's also sort of a fellowship. And it's a family. It really is. It might sound, you know, a bit saccharine or whatever, but it really, Beth and I, I mean, I've known Beth for years. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I opened shows for her as well as played shows with her. I've opened shows for her. I've been in her band. I mean, it's true. And Victoria and I, I mean, one of the, as she mentioned, was it one of the first persons, one of the loveliest persons I met in Nashville. One of the reasons why I wanted to stay in a lot of ways is because there was someone like Victoria, you know, because she's just really wonderful. And even then she was going back and forth from, from New York to Nashville. So, um, and, you know, and there's the family aspect the, in, in a good way. Uh, the, you know, the industry itself, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks, I'm producing two weeks from now his daughter. I mean, of all things, I've, and I've gotten to know him a little bit through the years. My son, Levi Humman, is out on the road all over the country right now, and there really is a wonderful tradition. And when I do this next song, it reminds me of the two persons I wrote it with. One is Daryl Scott, who, those of you who don't know Daryl Scott, you should. He's one of the great uh, musicians and writers in American culture, actually. And he's taught me a lot about what is country and the things that I love about country music. Because I didn't really grow up in it exactly. Grew up more in folk and soul. Um, and then Sarah Evans, you know. And Sarah Evans is an artist who, you know, a lot of you love. And uh, she's been um, really, really good to me for years. I got to sing at her wedding and... And it's it's rare when you get to know an artist and you become friends, and uh, you know. And she's cut probably more songs of mine, either things that we wrote or things that we didn't write together. So this is a tune that the three of us wrote years back called "Born to Fly." Oh, I will soar away like the blackbird. I 
will dance in the wind like a seed. I will plant my heart in the garden of my dreams. Grow up where I want, wild and free. How do you wait for heaven? Who has that much time? How do you keep your feet on the ground when you know you were born? You were born to fly. So you know, like with like a soul funk. I mean, it could be that was awesome. Thank you. It's so fun. I mean, it's just so great to hear a different interpretation by the by the other writer of this song. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. And we did meet when I was still playing the bars here in New York. I used to play in the bars and drive down straight down to Nashville, try to make it there, write songs with people like Marcus, and drive back up and play the bars. And look, I'm back in the bars. <laughs> But in the beautiful Birdland Theater yeah, in yeah. New York City. So it's upscale. Up, I'm upscale now. Uptown. That's oh, an uptown yeah. bar. Well, you know, the Birdland is totally legendary, and I've never been to the Birdland. Oh. And I'm like, I walked in, I thought, I get to play the Birdland. Right. I mean, to me, it's like a big it, deal. It, it's, I mean, it doesn't quite make me a jazz musician, but a little closer to you. But you just, can you just do this? I even have better cred. But this song is one that holds the number one position for the longest it's ever taken me to finish a song. From the time I started it till the time I finished it is 18 years. I'm not proud of that. But I raised an entire child and sent him off to college in less time than it took me to finish this song. And here's what happens. So a lot of times I will write ahead of the things in my life that are happening and I don't know what it is I'm writing about. It's like, good line, but I'm not sure where I'm going with this because I haven't gone there yet. So that's happened to me a lot. So this is one of those perfect examples. I had this first verse and it just, I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about. So I kept trying to change it and it wouldn't let me. It would revert back to its original form. I would stuff it in a drawer and wait another five years and it would float back up to the top and be like, ah, oh, I love this melody. What are you? What do you want to be when you grow up? And I'd be like begging this song to reveal itself to me. So fast forward, as I mentioned earlier, my, my first husband passed away in 94. So like four or five years later, I met my now husband, Bob. Um, and, you know, to me, the idea that I ever remarry or fall in love again was just amazing. And the heart is like an accordion. You can actually add bellows as you go. So you never have to, you never have to get rid of anyone's love. You just add more love. So anyway, it took 12 years of engagement before we finally got really married. And I dragged him from New York across the Mason-Dixon line, and, I, and he now lives in Nashville. And um, we went through a rough patch, which happens, you know, in marriages. And uh, 
we even got, it got so bad that we went and got a counselor, you know, like a marriage counselor to see if we could figure out how to fix Bob. <laughs> and uh, he just was not getting that part, you know. It's like, Bob, how many counseling sessions is it going to take, you know? For some reason, he just, at one point, we were having the, this same discussion and he just looked at me and he walked in the kitchen. He said, you know what? I'm done because I'm not getting anywhere. I'm like, huh? What? He goes, I'm done. I'm, I'm moving out. I'm, this, we're, this isn't working. And it suddenly occurred to me in that very moment, nobody's ever left me voluntarily before. Like, that's never happened to me. People pass away, but nobody's like voluntarily, like said, I'm leaving you. And the weirdest thing happened. All of a sudden that song shot into my brain. I thought, that's what that song's about. And I'm thinking, and I got this look on my face like, oh, yeah, because like the first, and he's looking at me, and he goes, are you even listening to me? And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, don't leave. I mean, what are you talking about? That's not even on the menu. You can't leave. Like, you don't leave me. But nobody leaves me. I had to really resist the temptation to say, can you just hold that thought for one minute? I'll be right back. I said, run to my studio. But I didn't do that, and we're still married today. Everything's great. <clears throat> Somehow, miraculously, there were a few things I had to work on myself. That's right. So, I'm like, all you had to do was tell me. Anyway, the next day I went in my studio and I finished the song. And Bob loves this song because he's in it, you know. Although the song is about people who don't get back together and we're back together. We're very happy now. At least I am. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> So this song is called Epitaph for Love. So this goes out to those who don't get back together. Sorry, we did. But I would never have been able to write this song unless Bob had threatened to leave me. So it's my favorite song and the longest it's ever taken me to finish one. In this big black hole 
that fits me like a glove and the list that floats inside my head things I wish I Thank you, Bob. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I love how you just make that guitar sound like a, a complete orchestra. I was so lost <laughs> in like the beauty of everything you were doing. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I had 18 years to get that down. <laughs> Speaking of great songwriters and iconic songs, many moons ago, a wonderful artist named Nancy Griffith um, recorded this a song. She's wonderful. And she recorded a song that I just became this huge fan of and, of course, found out who the writer was and was a huge fan of hers. And it's interesting, you know, sometimes songs get recorded and they go around until they find almost, I don't know if they call them the rightful owner, but all of a sudden the right time, the right song, the right artist, and that artist was uh, Bette Midler, who took the song, I don't know how many years later, and made it into a worldwide iconic song, one of my favorite songs in the whole world. And my friend, who's speaking of icons, she's oh, yeah. an incredible writer and a New Yorker. And uh, <laughs> we're going to have her come up and sing Yay. the lovely, beautiful Miss Julie Gold. Yeah. I wrote this uh, when I was still a secretary at HBO right before my 30th birthday, and that was 33 years ago. And it has become my ambassador. It has brought me to people and places and opportunities that I never even dreamed could be my reality. So uh, I have felt it in Braille. I have heard it in multiple languages. Um, it's written into the Constitution, recited what? by Barbara Boxer during the first Persian Gulf War, and the very first time that the astronauts, the, the Russians and the Americans, hooked up at the Mir space station, this was their wake-up call. Aww. So if, if music is an ambassador, this has truly been mine. <laughs> 
Thank you, Victoria. From a distance, the world looks blue and green, and the snow-capped mountains white. From a distance, the ocean meets the stream, and the eagle takes to flight. Distance, there is harmony, and it echoes through the land. It's the voice of hope, it's the voice of peace, it's the
of loves it's the song of every man Wow, it's right. And I have to tell you, I even bought the sheet music. I get, you've got your two cents or whatever it is you made for, for me. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love that song. I love her rendition. I love that song. I'm like, I, I couldn't even sing on it. I was just blown away. So um, Marcus is going to do one more song. And I requested this song too because I'm allowed. It's my show. And um, I'll let you tell the story behind it. Yeah, that's a hard one to follow, I gotta tell you. <laughs> I think you got one. This is an old song, 25 years old, and uh, uh, has also been very good to, to me and um, in a very unexpected way. And um, it was based on, uh, uh, a, a guy gave me a really fantastic idea and an inspirational idea in a bar one night, which is sort of appropriate for a country song. And I was, had this opportunity, I was going to get to write with Jeff Hanna of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. It's one of my favorite bands. I had just sung at his wedding, and I knew that I was going to get to write with him when he got back from his wedding to another a sister uh, songwriter, Matresa Berg, one of the great and a Hall of Fame songwriter herself. And uh, anyway, and so I started just a wee bit of this song, and... Um, and, and what, what, the one thing I think about this song is something I read years ago uh, that Elton John said, is that he said, when in doubt, write a hymn. And I always thought that was the most beautiful thing, because what is a hymn but the, the things that, that we feel most passionate about. So uh, let me just do this for you here. pushing through I couldn't see how every sign pointed straight to you and never will long lost dream led me to where you are and others who broke my heart well they were like northern stars pointed I know is true that God bless the broken road led me straight to you I think of all the years I spent 
just passing through I'd like to take that time I lost Give it back to you But you just smile and you take my hand You've been there, you understand It's all part of a grander plan That is coming true And it ever will Marcus Hammond. So this is our last song of the night we're coming to. Oh, <laughs> That's very nice. You guys have had, you've had a good time? I'll tell you the truth, so have I. <laughs> This, this show is so easy, this, this, you know, it, it's so easy when all I have to do is call up some talented friends who make me shine. I mean, make the whole night shine. I just, I just sit back and let them shine. We appreciate it. Oh my gosh. I'm in awe of both of these people. Well, all three of you. Julie, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. What, a, what a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And thank you to Birdland. And uh, if you're in New York, you got to come in and see Birdland Theater. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Isn't it incredible? And uh, let's say, I, let's see. Please, as they say, take us home, Beth. Take us home. All right. Yes. I'm going to take you home with a song I always put in my show because this song helped put my son through college. <laughs> and a um, little story that goes with it, how it was written. One of my co-writers on this song is actually here tonight, Robin Lerner. She's up there, up there over in that area. Uh, brilliant songwriter and another songwriter named Annie Roboff. So the three of us got together to write this song. To be honest, they kind of had it started and I horned my way in. But we ended up working on it on, the, on a beach in Malibu, actually, at, I think at Robin's brother's house. So you can imagine three women songwriters on the beach in Malibu one of whom was a widow, and a recent widow, so I was going through all that. And Robin was going through a rather difficult divorce at the time. Hope you don't mind me saying that on national television. <laughs> and, and Annie was just a workaholic. She was having hit songs and she was just working all the time. So between the three of us, we had not been kissed in about 900 years. 
But we remembered what it felt like, so we, we thought we need to write a song about how it feels to be kissed correctly, because nobody had really gotten that yet, you know? So thank you, Faith Hill, for putting my son through college. <laughs> and uh, here it is. And these guys are going to help me sing it. And all you ladies out there, come on. <laughs> and thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I don't want another heartbreak. I don't need another turn to cry. No, I don't want to learn the hard way. Baby, hello. Oh, no. Goodbye. But you got me like a rocket shooting straight across the sky. It's the way you love me. It's a feeling like this. It's centrifugal motion. It's perpetual bliss. It's that pivotal motion. It's ah, impossible. This kiss, this kiss, unstoppable. This kiss, this kiss. Come on, girl. Cinderella said to Snow White. Does love gets so off course So all I wanted was a white knight With a good heart, soft touch, fast horse Ride me off into the sunset Baby, I'm forever yours It's the way you love me It's a feeling like this It's centrifugal motion It's perpetual bliss It's that pivotal moment It's Listening to the All Arts Radio Hour, brought to listeners from the WNET Group's All Arts platform. For more All Arts programming, go to allarts.org and to All Arts apps on all major streaming platforms, as well as at All Arts TV on YouTube, 
Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And in the New York area, TV viewers can watch the 24-7 broadcast channel. Of course, you can tune in each week to the All Arts Radio Hour right here over the air on our live stream at WLIW.org radio and on radio streaming apps and podcast platforms. Thanks for joining us for the All Arts Radio Hour on 88.3 WLIW-FM, Long Island's only NPR station. Music